Good morning, good evening, or good night. This is Angelica Dickerson, and you're listening to the In the Interim podcast. Today, I will be reading I Dreamt of Being an Astronaut Once. To write this essay, I gave myself a list of questions which needed answering. Unbeknownst to myself, I ranked those questions from easiest to hardest. The first question, what does in the interim mean? Again, easy. An interim is the period between two events. It's the meantime. It's the folksy, off-brand interlude stuck in the middle of a rock album. It's the temporary editor-in-chief when the last EIC was fired for wearing blackface. It's the hiatus of your favorite television show. It's the gap year before college which stretched into not going to college at all. It's the intermission to the play of your life. Why do you want to persecute yourself with the question of where this is all coming from and where it is going? Since you know, after all, that you are in the midst of transitions and you wished for nothing so much as to change. Letters to a Young Poet by Renee Maria Rilke. When I was 15, I woke up from a dream and decided I wanted to become an astronaut. I'd felt the ecstatic joy of weightlessness, of leaving Earth behind with its trivialities and banalities, and I was hooked. Disregarding the handful of years I'd spent in a depressive state prior to this realization, and my less than stellar, pun intended, relationship with math, I thought I'd finally found my true calling. Cursory research yielded a document from NASA detailing the requirements to become an astronaut. Those requirements included be a U.S. citizen, check, possess a master's degree in a STEM field, including engineering, biological science, physical science, computer science, or mathematics, from an accredited institution. I committed to studying astrophysics, check. Note, my mental image of what an astrophysicist does was not remotely accurate. I envisioned myself in a far-flung observatory, South America or Antarctica, drinking mugs of hot tea and watching the stars, all day, every day. Have at least two years of related professional experience obtained after degree completion, or at least 1,000 hours pilot-in-command time on jet aircrafts. Check. I would have happily jumped into a flight simulator. Still would. Be able to pass the NASA long-duration flight astronaut physical. This requirement was the one which gave me the most pause. Around this time, I'd laid in a heap on the gym floor after nearly completing the pacer test. Astronaut candidates are expected to swim the length of a 25-meter pool three times, then three times more, wearing a spacesuit and tennis shoes. Also, there's a time limit. I could not, nor can I, in good conscience, say check. That said, my common sense remedy to this last requirement was graduating high school a year early. I thought being a year younger would give me a leg up on the other potential astronauts. My logic was flawed. Therefore, I graduated high school at the age of 16 and went to college. Did I go to college for astrophysics? No. Why not? Because by then I'd recognized my utter disconnect from reality 
and figured I would be better served by becoming a writer. My disconnect, as it were, stemmed from a tendency to skip all the in-between bits and head straight to the end. In truth, there was no becoming an astronaut. There was only being one. I wasn't interested in learning the physics of stars or conducting experiments in the International Space Station or even discovering the final frontier. I simply wanted a way off of the planet. With stories, I found another way to do that. Even still, I'm subject to the in-between bits I tried so hard to avoid. Between graduating college and being accepted to graduate school, between starting a novel and finishing, between who I am now and whoever I will become, I don't get to skip to the end. Which brings me to question number two. What do I hope to share? I hope to share the incredibly vivifying, incredibly mundane transformation into whoever it is I will become, moment to moment. I hope to impart a sense of just how much life there is to be lived, here and there, now and then. There is no hope of telling you everything. Certain parts of the story are shrouded by a dense fog, and certain parts were lost a long time ago. But I'll try to retrieve them. I'll try to leave a trail. Like the exhaust from a rocket which lingers several minutes after blastoff, and which we can all point to and say, there she was. My final question, and perhaps my hardest question is, who am I? What's hidden in the darkened alcoves of this monument to self-realization is a more brutalizing question. Why should you care? The answer is, why should I? Why should anyone reflect on themselves or share themselves or make meaning out of anything? Further, what is so enthralling about the night sky? And why do we lose ourselves to our dreams only to suffer through our waking lives? I don't know. But Sylvia Plath once wrote this in her journal, and I, for one, think she knows what she's talking about. I am what I feel and think and do. I want to express my being as fully as I can because I somewhere picked up the idea that I could justify my being alive that way. But if I am to express what I am, I must have a standard of life, a jumping off place, a technique to make arbitrary and temporary organization of my own personal and pathetic chaos. I am just beginning to realize how false and provincial that standard or jumping off place must be. That is what is so hard for me to face. Sylvia Plath's Unabridged Journals by Sylvia Plath. I haven't answered anything. I've barely even begun. There is so much more to be said, and I must find a way to say it. But I'll leave you here for now. With love, Angelica Rose Dickerson. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to receive future essays, poems, and podcasts directly to your inbox, sign up for the In the Interim newsletter at intotheinterim.com.